Welcome to another special episode of Veterinary Vitals. I'm your host, Dina Goldstein, Media Coordinator for the Texas Veterinary Medical Association. It seems like every day there's a new order in place by state or local government officials to prevent the spread of COVID-19. This means veterinary clinics must adjust to these frequent changes. To help you understand what's going on and what you can do during this time, I brought on TVMA's General Counsel and Director of Government Relations, Elizabeth Choate. So Elizabeth, thanks so much for being on the show today. Hi, Dina. So in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, many businesses have been forced to close. However, essential businesses can remain open at this time. And this leads to the question, are veterinary clinics essential businesses? Absolutely, veterinary clinics are essential businesses that provide essential services. Um, Veterinarians guard the food supply, protect the public health by diagnosing, controlling, and investigating disease. Um, Unfortunately, there's not a specific definition of essential business. So we have a lot of local authorities determining what is essential and what isn't. Um, Within traditional definitions, things like healthcare and agriculture are what you find. But um, we're working hard to make sure that veterinary services are included in all the individual county orders that are out there that, that might relate to veterinary practices. And so what is TVMA doing to make sure that veterinary clinics are considered essential businesses? Yeah, so unfortunately, we've been playing a little bit of whack-a-mole with local authorities. Um, Just reaching out and making sure that whenever they draft their own emergency orders, that they don't inadvertently stop veterinary practice, or whether it's intentional or inadvertent, and um, that they comply somewhat with the the state's order. So we've just been reaching out to a lot of county judges and mayors. So far, we haven't found any individual counties or local authorities that have um, stopped veterinary practice at the local level. And that's a good thing. There have been a couple of close calls, but they turned out to be um, interpretational issues. So what we are doing is we encourage veterinary practices in your, your local areas. If you have concerns or local authorities tell you something that doesn't sound quite sound right or you have code enforcement come into your practice, let us know so that we can reach out and interface and just make sure that veterinarians are recognized for what they are, essential businesses that provide essential services. Okay, well thanks for clarifying that. Um, So another important issue veterinarians are experiencing is whether they should limit the services they're providing. Um, And this question was inspired by the most recent executive order from Governor Greg Abbott's office, which in part ordered licensed healthcare facilities to postpone surgeries and procedures not immediately medically necessary. So should clinics reduce their services? And if so, what kinds of services Yeah, so first of all, I think it's important to recognize that Governor Greg Abbott's order applies across the state, and local jurisdictions can make their own orders that are more strict than the state order. Um, Yes, Governor Greg Abbott did order healthcare facilities to postpone surgeries and procedures not immediately medically necessary, 
But um, the concern expressed in the order was relating to the unnecessary depletion of hospital capacity, and that's human hospital capacity, our personal protective equipment or PPEs. So there was another provision in this order that stated that that does not apply to procedures which are performed within proper standards of care that don't deplete hospital capacity are the PPE supply. So, you know, veterinarians aren't depleting hospital capacity. They might be using PPEs though. And um, as long as you're not unnecessarily depleting that supply, there have been, we are suggesting that you go ahead and, you know, if you want, go ahead and continue to operate, but the medical director at the individual veterinary facility should determine what is and what isn't an elective procedure. Yes, yeah, you should probably stop those unnecessary procedures because, you know, we want to keep everybody at home. But the reality is, is that it's very dependent on the individual animal, the individual hospital, and their situation as to what is and what isn't an elective procedure. So what might be an elective procedure for one pet may not be an elective procedure for another pet. And so it's very important that we you know, look at this circumstance by circumstance. So I know that TVMA leadership has come up with some guidance on how veterinary clinics can make these sorts of decisions. Can you go over some of those? Absolutely. First and foremost, you have to prioritize the health and safety of your staff and the public. We do not want to contribute to the spread of COVID-19. Look, veterinarians are trained in disease control and disease management and protection. And so it's time to utilize all of your skills as a veterinarian um, to protect your staff and the public. For practices that do choose to remain open, we suggest that you establish protocols to protect your staff and public, very specific protocols and abide by them. You must strictly maintain social distancing um, and you should follow the guidelines established by the CDC, um, but those should be turned into specific policies and procedures. But what works for one practice may not necessarily work for the structure and setup of another practice. And so you have to make that determination on, on your own. Um, next, we urge veterinary facilities to turn over the PPE, that personal protective equipment that you can do without to local human hospitals. This, this stuff is running short across the entire nation. And, um, you know, if you can do without some of it and it's not necessary to protect your, um, you or your staff, then give it up if you can. It'll be much appreciated. Next, I would say, um, Look, it's essential that practices are out there to meet animal and public health needs. You know, animals still need care during these awful times. And really, the, as I said earlier, the veterinarian, the individual medical director, and the individual practice need to decide and establish what is an elective procedure and what can be postponed or what must be done immediately. You know, this can include deciding which vaccines are essential based on the patient's history. Um, for instance, a first rabies vaccine is maybe essential because you want to get that pet an initial round of protection, but maybe later vaccines can wait. Um, and, and this is a calculation that's 
unique to that case. Maybe um, a standard, regular teeth cleaning can wait, but maybe if you've got, you know, a late stage dental issue, maybe that can't wait. Um, and lastly, you know, veterinarians are on the front lines of zoonotic and foreign animal diseases and must work to protect the food supply and prevent public health catastrophes to the extent we can. Um, so there's a lot of diseases that we must continue to surveil, and that's rabies included, and, and then all reportable diseases, diseases as well. So, you know, it, most of the advice is common sense, and practitioners are really just doing the best that they can under these circumstances. That, you know, that pretty much wraps it up, unless there's anything else, any other common questions that you're receiving? Right now, TVMA urges veterinarians, if you have any issues with remaining open in your local jurisdiction, if you have questions or anything that you need, that's what we're here for. Reach out, send us an email, ask us. We, we're there to interface with local officials, local anybody. We want to do anything we can to help you at this point. I would urge you to visit our website. Our website is full of good information on how to manage this crisis, including links to AVMA resources as well. Um, we're going to continue to update it and get as much information out that we think you need to hear. So just keep checking back. If you have any questions, reach out and let us know. We're here to help. And if anyone has questions for you, Liz, um, I'll put your contact information in the show notes. I know you've been flooded with calls already. but uh, Absolutely. I will call you back. It might take a little bit, but um, don't hesitate to reach out. That was Elizabeth Choate, TVMA's general counsel. You can find her contact information in the show notes. For more information, please visit TVMA's website, we are constantly updating our COVID-19 resources page. Also be on the lookout for e-blasts and social media posts. From all of us at TVMA, take care of yourself, your colleagues, friends, family, and the community. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Veterinary Vitals. Mm -hmm.